everyone. Welcome to Backstory Sessions. I'm your host, Matt. We hope you enjoy this episode. It's Pat, and I want to welcome you to this episode of Backstory Sessions. I'm joined today by my co-host, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hey, Kat. Hey, everyone. How are you? Well, it's finally February. Yep, your favorite month of the year. Well, you know, it is love and Valentine's Day and love, and it's not my birthday month, but, you know. Yeah, it's not your birthday month either. That's true. It is not. So you know, I I don't know if it's the favorite favorite, but it's it's right up there. I like this month in particular because we get to hear well, we've started last February at least. You know, kind of devoting the podcast of this month to the backstories of couples you know love stories right last year we had who was it so we had Corey and jonathan last year yeah and and we had monica and cw oh yeah yeah guns and done yeah that was you know really great too yeah and you know we had mike and yeah. so his was you know a, not a romantic love story but still a love story you know, of his friend and the trivia and moving and all of that. Yep. So, uh, you know, so we've had some really interesting love stories. And I just really like that because, they, you know, they may not all end in the way that is a storybook. Because, you know, I mean, as I've said, love is complicated. But I, I have um, heard that, yes. <laughs> yes, but you know, I mean, it's it just makes for some fascinating backstories too. Mm-hmm. And so, our guest for this week, we practically just watched her grow up. You know, that's right. I think when we first met her, she was still in high school. She was, and you know, she was. She's been kind of looking for love, you know, as we followed along with her and like. Uh, so I I think you know we were we were talking about like how many times that we've had her as a guest and you know I think we had her for Unstoppable because she was going to direct that play yeah and then COVID happened and shut down schools and you know like all of that happened and we first thought it was just going to be you know a week or two or something and then everybody knows how that went right. But, you know, we had her and her friends on as well, talking about graduating, yeah. you know, during COVID and not getting to have your graduation. And we actually went to the graduation. Right. The yeah. outside um, <laughs> where everybody drives, you know, outside in their car. and Yeah, they just know. drove around the parking lot and then to a couple other places. And, yeah, I remember that. We all waved and took, took pictures. Photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
<laughs> and Mason waved at us. And, you know, that was, <laughs> I mean, that's what I remember of her graduation. And then, you know, she went to college and we spoke with her again to, you know, see what, what it was like in that transition. And she was a wise woman when we spoke to her after high school. Well, I mean, she was wise before that. Let's not, you know. Well, I mean, that was her words. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She, I always think she's been wise, but older you know, and wiser. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so she had matured and, you know, was like finding her way and looking for love at that time because uh, I remember. So this would have been not last Valentine's, but the year before that, you know, saying like, this is what Mason's looking for now because she had had kind of a bad relationship, you know, with the airplane guy or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I put the little post, you know, like she's single and you're a good guy out there, you know. And now this, this year, She's on our Valentine's uh, month show. Yep. She's starting off the month of love. She is. And, you know, I I know there's going to be a special guest with her. So I'm really excited because we've actually never talked to a special guest that's going to be with her. That's true. We have not. So, you know, I mean, I just feel protective of her and everything. And, you know, I just want to like, you know, I got a lot of questions. Right. Yeah. Let's find out how everything, you know, how all this has transpired over the last, what was it, two years ago? Yeah. 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 It would have been. Yeah. She's been uh, a busy girl. Let's put it that way. And so, you know, it's just so, it's great to catch up. And with people that you have followed, you know, a big part of their life and just see how it's playing out, if they're happy and, you know, if if they found like if you're looking for love, if that's important to you, you know, to find it is like like a happiest thing. So I just want to feel that for her. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so I, I will I, let you know after the interview if I do. Okay. <laughs> you know, keep an open mind here. Right. All right. But, so Valentine's Day is coming up. I think today is what? The fourth? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so we got. I think it's like a Wednesday, maybe. Yeah. Like the week after next, I think. Yeah. I got 10 days or so until the big day, I guess. So, how many boxes of chocolate do you think are sold for Valentine's Day? Oh, goodness. I mean, so I guess I could go either way. Like, a lot of people are, you know, are trying to eat healthier and stuff. And maybe they're going to go for chocolate-covered strawberries, which I would prefer. But, you know, like, I do know... It's it's a big deal, you know, the heart-shaped boxes of candy. Right. Although they taste horrible. Like, a lot of them are so sweet. It's like... Yeah, some of them are pretty bad. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. You know, sweets for the sweet, but... <laughs> so, how many, how many boxes? Say, 
Is this like in the U.S. only or this number I'm trying to guess or? Let's see. Uh, or worldwide. going to say in the U.S. Okay. So in the U.S., how many? I'm, well, I'm going to say uh, two billion boxes. You're a little, a, a little bit over. Wow. Okay. One billion. <laughs> <laughs> it's 36 million. Which, okay, well. <laughs> which equates to about 58 million pounds of chocolate. Wow. Probably a lot of it made in Hershey. Some, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, that's an amazing amount of candy, right? I mean, yeah. chocolate. That's for one day, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many, how many Valentine's Day cards do you think are given each year? Well, how many how many boxes did you say? Three hundred and sixty million, yes. Million. So I mean, there's gonna be more cards because like everybody that gets chocolate's gonna get a card. Right. And then, you know, some people are gonna get cards and they don't get chocolate. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go back to nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand. No, a million. Uh a million? Now, I was going to go just right a little under a billion. I'm going to say a billion. No. Okay, 500 million. No, it's 145. 145 what? 145 million. Oh, okay. I was like, I know there's more than 145 cards. Okay, 145 million. I mean, that is a lot. Yeah. Right. It's... I don't know. That's, I, I would not have guessed that because, like, there's more candy than... No, there's more cards than candy. All right. So I was right in my thinking. Yeah. Some people, more people are going to get a card than candy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's good because that, I mean, okay, you could get a bad Valentine's card, <laughs> you know, like, I suppose that they're all you know, loving, but there's probably some that are kind of like, you know, I'm breaking up with you, I hate you, sure. divorce, whatever, Valentine, goodbye, or something. You know, probably somewhere in that percentage, I would say. All right, so how much do you suppose people spend on their pets on Valentine's Day? Oh, gosh, you know, people love their pets. I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say $100. I mean, like, total. Um, well, I, I was going to say that total. <laughs> like, people spend more than $100 on their pets for Valentine's. All people, how much do they spend on their pets? Oh, all people. Okay. So, uh, a lot of people have pets that they love dearly, and I'm going to say... That's probably a multi-million dollar industry, too. So I'm going to say, you know, probably at least at least a million people will buy something for their pet. Okay. And what would the total be? I'm going to say, well, I said $100 each, but, you know, all right. So I'm going to say five, $500 million. <laughs> no, it's one point three billion. <laughs> I was getting close. 
<laughs> I know people love their pets. Sure, half a billion off, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I or mean, eight hundred million I, off, actually. I am not buying. Well, so if I did buy Ruth Lee something, I try to buy her the cat, Ruth Lee. For the listeners, I know you know who Ruth Lee is, but. You know, I, I do try to buy her like a special treat or something like that at Christmas and, you know, different occasions. But, you know, I'm going to spend like $10 or less. Right, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know those little hearts that have sayings on them? Like, yes. I have a box right now, actually. Okay. Well, how many of those are made per year? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, you know, I would say the big time that people have them. And I mean, they're made for Valentine's. I just happen to have these pre-Valentine's because of yesterday. But um, I'm going to say, so the month of February, and people give these, you know, out at school a lot, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to have to say that's probably going to be like $2 Okay. So, uh most of them are sold during the six weeks between January 1st and Valentine's Day. Yes. And they are the second most popular item after chocolate, of course. And every day, approximately 100,000 pounds of those are made. Yes. So that works out to about 8 billion of them per year. <laughs> I mean, I well, I'm not really surprised that it's that large based on the other numbers that you said. But right. yeah. I, I don't even like them that much. But I like reading them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. you, you want to get the good ones. Right, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, so you mentioned Hershey earlier. How many of those? Yeah, how many yeah. of those do you think they make per day? Oh man, I mean, so I'm, I mean, kisses. So kisses can be like those are year round, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be real big. I'm going. Oh, but you said per day or yes, per day. So per day, I'm going to say five million. They make eighty million per day. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow. You were close. <laughs> well, I knew it was. Uh, yes, I was close. I knew it was going to be a big number because you know. I mean, I I have bought kisses, and mm-hmm. I happen to know that that's a big, you know, just a big item year round. You don't have to be a Valentine's to buy those. So. Okay, so most years it's tied with another candy as the top-selling candy in America. What do you think the other one is? Oh, my gosh. Well, let's see. M&M's? Yes, it is M&M's. <laughs> I know my candy. You do. Okay, you think you, you think you know it. What's number three? Okay, well, after that, you probably have to go with, like, uh, hmm. Is that just for Valentine's or like in general? Uh, let's say in general. Okay, so in general, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Reese cups. You're right. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, you know, 
I was so close on the other ones. Now I need to buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, you do. <laughs> lucky today. Yeah. Well, see, I just know my month of love, you know? It's like, yeah. I just know all, all these things. I'm pretty proud, I'll have to say. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah. You didn't you didn't think I was going to get all three of those, did you? I did not. Huh? Yeah. All right. Here's one you'll never get. Okay. The oldest known valentine was written where? You mean like on a envelope or something or a, or the, the oldest the oldest valentine I, I like on the wall of you know of a cave or hieroglyphics or something I'll give Perhaps. you I'll give you a hint it was in a letter Oh well I bet people did put it on the caves because you know people loved every all the time All right on a letter well I don't really know like how do how do I love the let me count the way? I mean, I don't even know. Like, like okay, on the Constitution or something, you know. Like, I don't know any letters that are. No, you're back- off. You're off by three hundred years. <laughs> so the first, the oldest known Valentine was written from prison. Actually, Charles, the Duke of Orleans, was imprisoned in the Tower of London when he was twenty-one years old. In 1415, he wrote a letter to his wife with a poem that used the term Valentine to refer to her. Aw, he called her his Valentine? Yep, and it's considered by many to be the very first recorded Valentine. Aw, was her name Valerie or Valentine? I have no idea what her name was. Well, I mean, you know. Now, of course, if somebody said, dear Valentine, you would be like, oh, that's so sweet. But, you know, like if you had no, like if your name wasn't Valerie or Valentine, it might seem like a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he didn't know how to spell or, you know, <laughs> I mean, you know, just out of the blue. If you didn't, if you never heard that word before, it might seem a little bit odd. Well. There you have it. So, well, I, you know, I have to say, just like you did not think I would get all the candies. And honestly, listeners, you know, he did not tell me these questions beforehand. <laughs> I got those. That's all skill. Right. Yeah. Right there and life experience. But, you know, I did not expect that you would have all these Valentine packs either. So, uh, I'm also proud of you. Well, I just happened to look up Valentine's Day facts and figures. Well, there you go. Dear Valentine. Yeah. How sweet. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, let's talk to Mason and find out about her love story, if there is one. I mean, I guess we're going to kind of have to say there is, but. Well, you know, there could, as I said earlier, it's complicated in life, love. So it could be that there's some love story, but it, you know, doesn't have to go down the traditional love path. So we don't know. That's true. Well, let's talk to her and find out. Well, Mason, Mason, it is so good to have you back with us. It feels good to be back. It has been like 
two years or it feels like way longer. But, you know, a lot of things have changed since we last talked. Yes, a lot of things have happened. Well, okay. So, Matt, let's like try to recount here. The last time we spoke with her, she was going to take an overseas trip. Yes, we were in the Mexican restaurant in Barberville, I believe, last time we talked. Well, she, we were going to help her find a Valentine too in our, yes, that's right, our two years ago episode. And, She was a wiser woman in college at that time. Yeah, I remember that. Wanting to travel a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I believe uh, there was something about a ex-boyfriend pilot, something or other. He was like, (laughs) you know, we we knew he wasn't the one. So so we don't even think about him, really. Um, He's... Out of here. <laughs> so, so, like, you know, five years ago or something. And you were working, I believe. So, were you at, was she at the clothing store or had she moved to the pharmacy? Uh, I want to say pharmacy, but I could be wrong. Yeah. All right, Mason. So, you see what memory we have. So, you know. You, what do you remember, like, where you were about two years ago? I was working at a pharmacy. Yeah. <laughs> Got that Good one. job, man. <laughs> but uh, before that, I was working at a clothing store. So, right. first one. But I was working at a pharmacy. I was saving up and preparing for a trip to go visit Prague in Germany, which I did end up taking. And it was awesome. It was, first of all, flying, because it was like a nine-hour flight, and that was my first ever flight that I had ever taken. And it wasn't a good idea, because I also found out that planes make me very sick, and I had to (laughs) sit through it for nine hours. And and I'm in a different country, and I think we landed in Paris first, and that is a huge airport, and I was with my mom. She's my travel buddy, and we got lost a couple times, but luckily we had like a five-hour layover, so we got on the right plane. We Everything worked out. We got there, and they had... You could walk everywhere, and they had these amazing buildings and all this great food, but they have no ice or Dr. Pepper in Prague. Oh, no. Which oh, is very wow. sad. But I, let's see, because I was still working at the pharmacy by then. But before I took that trip, because I think we had it planned for about a year, and that was in December is when I went to Prague. I think in about August or July, I had start I started talking to this guy who I'd known forever and his name is Nathaniel and we started talking and I know we'll get into that stuff later but he was kind of so while I was in Prague I think there was like a 7 hour 8 hour time difference so I was going to bed and he was waking up <laughs> when we would try to call and talk to each other 
So, and that was also weird getting used to a different time zone and then coming back and everything be thrown off again. It took me like a week to be able to go to bed at the right time again. Yeah. Well, so you had known the guy like how long? I mean, you you say like pretty long. Is this somebody you grew up with or went to school with or? Probably for about eight years. We had went to the same church together and he started going there when he was 18. And we, what year was that? 2016. 2016. So I've known him since 2016. Wow. And was there any kind of, um, you know, romantic interest at that time? At that time? which I don't know why and we've talked about this. We just, we just never really talked to each other. Not until last year. Yeah. Until last year, we had always known each other and been friendly, but two years ago, that's right. It was two years ago, but it was just, things didn't start clicking in my head until way later. Okay, well, you know, and that could be because you were with Pilot Guy or, you know, like some of the people that didn't work out and, you know, weren't worthy of working out. You know, maybe that had something to do with it. And there uh, was a little bit of an age difference. So he was, he's five years older than me. So okay. he was kind of, we had different interests at the time. Okay, so I believe, now Matt, am I wrong, did, when we were, like, trying to find her the Valentine, I mean, wasn't there, like, an age limit that, you know, didn't she have, like, couldn't be? I think there was, yeah, couldn't be over certain. Like, was it two or three years, something like that? Yeah, it was a a pretty tight range, as I recall. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mason. So five years you went outside the range. <laughs> you know what? What made you? What made you do that? We just well. One thing I've learned: when you say that you'll never do something. Odds are that it's going to happen. There's a lot of <laughs> that I'm just so on board with now but we had went I think it was July we were kind of friends and me him and my cousin we all liked the same band and Nathaniel had talked to my cousin and he was like hey this band is performing in Nashville if you want to get tickets and we'll go and my cousin talked to me because he knew I liked him and so then we all get in a car together and we take a road trip to Nashville to go watch this band and then we just sat in the whole time. I think my cousin was kind of annoyed with us, but the whole time we were just talking and all the way before the concert and then all the way back after. I think it was like a four hour drive there. Yeah. And it was just, I don't know. He was just always easy to talk to. It was just immediately like, because at first I was like, wow he would be a really good friend and I just want to be around him. Okay. So at first you're thinking friend Mm -hmm. and are you putting him in the friend zone? I was open to, honestly, I thought that because me and him were so 
different. I just thought that he wouldn't be interested in me, I guess. So what what happened next after the road trip? Let's see. After the road trip, because I was still working at the pharmacy at the time and he had to get a COVID test and he kind of texted me and I set him up for a COVID test and swapped his swabbed his nose and it was very romantic. <laughs> what a romance story. <laughs> Go ahead. But then after that, we just kind of started talking. But he was the one who had initiated it. He was just like, hey, how about me and you just go out and eat somewhere? And I was like, yeah, because that's the way to my heart is through food. <laughs> we'll go out anytime. <laughs> All right. Where did you go? We went, which is funny because the place that I chose I don't like it, but I thought that he would like it. Uh, <laughs> and we went to Bubby's Barbecue. And it turned, no, we didn't. Where did we go? Do you want to say? Can't remember. It was Sunny's. That was it. We went to Sunny's. But he also doesn't like barbecue that much. <laughs> but he I really wanted to go here. And so both of us went to a restaurant and one of us really wanted that. <laughs> But I'm sure is wonderful. It's um, you know, but that is like so weird that you would choose a place you thought he liked, and it's the thing he doesn't like. But does he act like he does like it just because you know he's with you? He did honestly. The first time we went out because we had hung out before that but it was just as friends and we always had um other people around but it was the first time just me and him and I could tell personally that he was really nervous and so I don't even think he was really concentrating on the food through <laughs> it well all right so when you're there with him are you thinking Maybe he might be more than a friend. At that point, yes, because just watching him be nervous and ask me all these questions and wanting to get to know so much about me, it was just really sweet. And I thought, this could just really be something. Okay. Well, what happens after? So was this the first date? Yes. That was the first date. Okay. So what happens after this date? How long till the next one? Not long. Because after, because he took me, was it three weeks? Oh, three days. <laughs> yeah. Three days I tried to push him off for a week. Not on purpose. It was because of my work schedule. He was like, Let's try to do it sooner. And I think our next date after that, he came with me to my niece's third birthday party, her second birthday party. <laughs> That's a commitment. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how did that go? That went good too. It went well. He showed up with my favorite flowers, my favorite flower. I love sunflowers. And so we got me a bouquet that had sunflowers in it. And 
everyone was really impressed when he got out of his truck and was like, wow, this guy has is showing up and he has flowers and he looks nice. He was the best dressed person there at my niece's birthday party, in my opinion. (laughs) Well, and so are you a romantic at heart? Oh, yeah. Both of us, I think, are romantics at heart. And so, I mean, the flowers, did that help to win you over a bit more? Or the fact that he was willing to go to a family, you know, birthday party? I would probably say, ooh, because I do love, because he still does that now. He'll, like, stop and get me flowers. And it just shows, like, oh, he's thinking of me. But probably him coming to somewhere, you know, with all of my, I have a pretty big family. And that can be kind of tough on some people because there's a lot of them all kind of loud and (laughs) kind of crazy at some points. But it's like he just fit right in and he just got in there. And it also kind of helped because he did was friends with some of my family and knew them just outside of us being together. But it just because at first I was I don't know, it's nervous to have to bring somebody to meet your family because then your family is in on it now you like can't hide it from them right and like so nag you are, about. what are they thinking like do they know he's five years older do they care oh my mom loved him my mom before we i even thought about dating him she would bring him up all the time and talk about oh he's such a good guy and because i have three sisters or not three sisters, two sisters. And there's three of us. And she always talked about how one of us should snag him up and date him, that he would be great. So my mom was all on board with it. And my sisters loved him too. He's he's really good with people. And he's so funny. All right. Well, Matt, here we go from the second date. <clears throat> from there. Yeah. So, you know, fast forward a little bit, and how long were you together before you sort of knew, like, this was going somewhere? I would say probably around two months, I thought, this is it, you know? Really? Because I never, yeah, which is crazy, and it's also the first time that we had went out and hung out together, like, at the concert, when we were in the car talking mm-hmm. me cousin we all said and we all agreed that you have to at least date somebody for an entire year before you can even start thinking about marriage yeah. or like bring anything like that and we did not do that <laughs> was, <laughs> so you're saying that nathaniel said, agreed to that too like all three of you thought that yes. uh-huh. all three of us were like in agreement that did you say two years? Yes, he said two years. He said two years. <laughs> you <can't. laughs> then you can talk about marriage. Must have wow. been a really good band. Yeah, uh, yes. And it took <laughs> us two months <laughs> to get there. <laughs> All right, so you decide, you know, you were, well, I don't know. Was it like, I guess he didn't propose to you for a while. Is that true or no? Let's see. He for okay. So I went on that trip to Germany and I was gone for 
a week. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I came back from Germany, he proposed to me. So we were together five months before he proposed. So that was, I remember the pictures. It was like in front of a Christmas tree or something. Yeah, which it, which we both had known each other for a l- little while before that. I think that helped. And, you know, we were kind of friends before that. And right. then when we started dating, I guess, I don't know. I just, I just didn't, he took me out on dates and I just didn't want him to go home. I just wanted to stay with him all the time. Yeah. And then, I guess we should probably introduce Nathaniel, because there actually is a new last name for Mason. <laughs> there is. Last time I was on, I had a completely different last name. Hmm. All, right, All right. Well, so let's talk to Nathaniel. How are you? Hey, How's it going? Going all right. So... Yeah, so tell us your side of the story. You know, you saw Mason at church, and you guys would, like, ignore each other, I guess. Is that how it kind of went? Yeah. (laughs) I'll say this before I met, before we really got to talking. Once you get out of high school and you get on up into your early and middle 20s, when you date, you're looking you know, at the ultimate, you're looking for your spouse mm-hmm. and isn't you ain't playing you and not necessarily that you're going one day and you're like, no, this ain't it. We're going to throw them over the hill. <laughs> but uh, we're, we're just, you know, you're looking for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something I always took very seriously. And I honestly, I didn't, which me and her cousin, we'd been, we'd been kind of doing things together and, and and just having a little bit of fun and that that yeah I, I know there was this band like what she said that we was going to go to and and we all went loaded up and went down there to Nashville it was on a Thursday and and went down there and went to the concert and we went and talked and I can talk to about anybody and and make a pretty good conversation mm-hmm. and we just had a real good conversation. All of us did going down there. And and I didn't even, at that point, I didn't even think. I thought, well, she's very pretty. And she's a very nice girl. and But I never did think about dating. I just didn't. I just didn't see it. Right. And, and what, we not see her as marriage material or when I she was younger? But, or? Well, I'll say this. At this point here. Which I'm very, we're both very big in our faith in God. But at this point here, it had been about two months prior to this. I went and told the Lord, I was praying to him. I said, Lord, I says, I'm done. I'm done looking for a spouse. I says, if you have somebody, you're just going to have to flop them right down to me. <laughs> and that, that's the way, that's about the way I, and I wasn't doing it kind of mean. You know, I was just, I was just aggravated. And 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 you can get discouraged too easily when you look for so long. And I've been looking since I was eighteen. I'm I'm sure that's about how a lot of a lot of young people and people my age do. They when you get out of high school, you you think okay, it's going to college or finding a wife or a husband, and then start settling down, finding a family and making a family. But 
at this point, I, I, I was, I wasn't even looking for nobody. I, I really wasn't at this point. And so when we, but I did pay attention that she was a very pretty girl. I did, I did pay attention to that. <laughs> uh, but, but we had a good time. And yeah, the concert hit was all right. I ain't big on concerts, but I thought, well, I'll just go anyway. I ain't got nothing else to do. And uh, we'll go eat something good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there seems to be a recurring theme of food throughout all of this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the first, the, the first date, what's your recollection of that? Were you really nervous or? I was really nervous. And I, like I said beforehand, I didn't have one. I didn't think one time to even ask her out on a date. And. And I just started, I just started, I couldn't get her off my mind. And I was just getting a feeling. And I'd done a lot of praying over it, too. Hmm. I'd done uh, a whole lot of praying. I thought, Lord, are you sure about this? Should we, should we do this? Because <laughs> I didn't want to, especially, you know, I didn't just lead nobody on, nothing like that. But I I remember I went asked her out. And I was, I work at an RV place. That's what, that's what I do. That's my business. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I was driving on the second exit of Corbin and I'd made up my mind that I was going to ask her out. And, and that Wednesday night, I, that was on a Monday. And I thought as before I left her business over there, I had to run down to the second exit of Corbin and I thought I'll wait till Wednesday and then I'll ask her on Wednesday until if she wants to go out and get something to eat. By the time I made it down there to the second exit of Corbin, I says, I can't wait till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull over, I pull over and I'm sending her a text and that's how quick after I, after I knew I was going to do it, I couldn't wait. Hmm. I thought I, I, ain't, I won't be able to sleep or nothing just thinking about this. So I just went ahead and sent out a text. The reason I done that because she was at work and I didn't want to disturb her right. about an hour later. And I just asked her out, I said, you want to go hang out? And and I and I thought that'd be a good slogan to throw out there. I thought they might be, <laughs> might be a pie to that. <laughs> so I just I sent that out. About an hour later, I was heading back to work, and and I got a reply back. It said I can't such and such date, but I can the next. And it was due. In fact, I went asked her if she'd go out Tuesday. That was Monday, and asked her if she'd go out Tuesday. She said I can go out Wednesday, and the date. It was after church. Like she said, I, I don't like Sunday's barbecue. I, I'll eat barbecue time to time. But I, like she said earlier, I wasn't hungry. The only thing I was interested in is just being able to talk with her. You could have put down a plate of dog food and I'd probably <laughs> nip on it. <laughs> but, um, but I went and, and we had a good time. It, it was very nervous, I was. And I hadn't been on a date, no. And probably probably a year or so. Mm. And, uh, and I just, like I said, I just took it very seriously. And, and there's a lot of people I, I just, it didn't make me, it didn't make them a bad person. Nothing. It's just, if I didn't feel nothing, I just would just wouldn't ask them or wouldn't go out with them. Right. So after that date, you, she asked you to go to this family thing, a three-year-old's birthday party. How'd you feel about that? Uh, it didn't bother me none. I'm a pretty laid, get, laid back kind of person, so it, it didn't bother me none. I was getting to see her again. Yeah. And in fact, he didn't mention this, 
on the first date, I went and initiated it again. I said, well, we need to do this again. And uh, she said, yeah, I'd like it. And then without thinking, I said, well, how about next Wednesday? <laughs> and she said, okay, that sounds good. After we went and went separate ways, I thought, what have I done? I put this girl off for another week. <laughs> I thought I could go that long. What <laughs> the <laughs> And so that's and so when I got invited to this, I'm I was all on board for that. And and then I and then she told me that her favorite flowers was sunflowers, and I thought, well, I might look a little awkward bringing flowers and a present not to the birthday girl, but that'd be all right. And good choice. So then she goes on this trip, and I mean, you know, you weren't going to see her for a week, so I guess that was an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I knew prior to that, like she said, I'd say about the two month line, mm-hmm. I knew that that I was going to marry her if, if she married me. But I, I was pretty sure that, that she was all on board for it. But I, We'd seen each other a lot, and I guess you're, and that's pretty, and that's pretty quick when that you can say this is the one, right? And be get married. That really is truly quick. How did you know? Uh, I just had I had peace about it, and like I said, I pray I had prayed for a wife for a lot of years, and. And like I said, I have, we both have a big faith in the, in God and, and I just felt a lot of peace about it. And, and when you feel peace on something, you can go ahead and go do it. If you ain't got peace about something, that's on anything. You, you better hold off on it. But there was just a peace from the Lord that I felt on this. And, and plus also something that helped it. We were seeing each other. I'd say after the second or third week of dating, I'd be going over to her house about every night. And then I would leave, you know, about 1030 or so. So she could go to bed and go to work in the next morning. But, but I mean, literally, I'd say out of the week, I was over there five, six times a week. And, and that went on until, until we was married, all the way through engagement and everything. So I guess you could take, your average dating, if going out on the weekends, I fit in a years of dating at two months. So, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. so how did the whole proposal thing go? I mean, what did you plan that out? And I mean, obviously, you must I, have. Yeah, I did. After I knew that she was the one, and I thought this is it. And it's kind of funny. In the beginning, I thought, well. I'll propose in May. And I thought that's just a nice month and mm-hmm. and that's a ways off. And and I thought that'd just be a good time and and then a couple of weeks went by and and I thought I can't wait to May. And I said, Well maybe towards the end of January after Christmas and everything, that might be a good idea. And then a week went by, I says, I can't wait. Just like when I was dating Mr. Allen. Wait when I you know you don't want to wait, but you need to be patient too. But yeah, I I finally decided, and she went on this trip to Europe. I wasn't for it, 
just because, I mean, at the time, I mean, I, I wasn't going to tell her no, but you know, it's, yeah, it, it's, it's a long way for, yeah. for two to go by their sale. And I, it just, I'm just kind of a protector and I just, I guess I, it just made me a little nervous, but I am glad that she got to go and see that. Mm-hmm. But I went and planned it because she was going to be gone a week. It's the first week of December. She was going to be gone. And then I had to take a business trip as soon as she got back. And I was in Florida for about four or five days. So we was apart from another probably about 10, 11 days. But I went and planned it on the proposal. It was December the, I think the 9th. Yeah, December the 9th. It was on a Friday evening mm-hmm. and and i it's and i want you to know it's hard to find a place to propose <laughs> you just go you gotta be careful where you choose because for one it's cold and rainy or snowing right and a lot of places ain't pretty looking it's ugly looking <laughs> and it just because of no leaves on the trees everything's dead but i thought thought i don't want to be proposing inside of a restaurant ain't that there ain't nothing against it. Just it ain't me. I just didn't want to be around right. in borders with a lot of people. And and oh, I thought for a long time, and it finally figured it out. I thought the only place that I can find suitable for this would be up at London, up there in the uh, square where they put up that new Christmas tree and stuff. And they over there beside the school. Yeah, that's where I picked it out to do it. And and I'd had some. I had a buddy that was helping me with that, and then, yeah, we went. I went and set the date there for December the ninth. So, did anybody like when you, you know, I assumed you told people that you were going to do this beforehand, and did anybody be was anybody like, well, you know, it's only been X amount of months, so you sure about this? Let me see. I really didn't have that many people. I, I was trying to think of anybody that said anything about it. Mm-hmm. I think, I think uh, my mommy, the only thing she went and said, and she wasn't opposed to it. She said, just make sure, yeah. you know, and which is wise. And which I didn't, when I told her, I says, I says, I'm for sure. And, but as far as anybody saying on the amount, uh, time length of dating, Really did, which I didn't tell hardly anybody about it. There was just, there was less than a handful of people that knew about it. Oh, and that way the word wouldn't get out. Yeah. Well, Kat, you want to continue to tune on to the wedding? Yeah. Well, I'm curious, you know, since you wanted to keep it kind of a secret, did you like do the traditional go ask her father, you know, for permission, that kind of thing. I will say this about my dad. Uh, she hates having to have conversations like that one-on-one. <laughs> he told me, I think he was kind of picking up the vibes that with me, you know, he was wanting to propose and get married. And he told me, he was like, tell Nathaniel, we do not need to have that talk. He has my. (laughs) (laughs) We're good. (laughs) So he had (laughs) bed. That's funny. So Mason, did you suspect that it was going to happen? Not at all. I will say he probably played it up a little too much. Because he was talking about how uh, 
because let's see, he had picked me up from work and we were going. Okay, let me see where's the good time to start this. He came to Thanksgiving with my family and he had already set up like he knew he was going to propose. And I had one of my cousins. She had gotten married and she was like, hey, how about you go? You and Nathaniel go out with me and my husband and we'll set a date and we'll go out and do like a double date together. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds cool. And so I just think I'm going on a double date with my cousin and her husband and me and Nathaniel. And on the car ride there, he's, you know, we're talking uh, about this whole speech about how, you know, we don't need to get married anytime soon. It doesn't care about the timeline. We can wait years before we get married. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is the first time I'm <laughs> hearing of this. But OK, I agree with you. And so that was the furthest thing from my mind because we had just had that conversation. And also he was kind of being like, I don't know if I want to go tonight. It was like raining. And I was like, I could try to call my cousin and see if she wants to reschedule. And he was like, oh, no, I think we should go. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had it set up for her uh, her cousin, uh, her husband, that went asked us out on a, to go out with them and eat. And that was part of it. So they they was they was inviting us out prior to this kind of a scheme to get her to go out. Where do you select so, Mason, why, I'm curious, why in the conversation would you mm-hmm. go along with, you know, being okay with waiting? I mean, would you have been okay with waiting for a year or two? Honestly, because at the time, I thought I would have been okay with waiting. But now after everything's happened, um, because we've kind of talked about it, it's like I couldn't have imagined taking any longer to get to where we are right now because it just it's like I would have lost so much time but at at the time it did seem kind of it still felt in my mind I was like it's kind of crazy because we've only we were only going out for four months and I know he didn't have anybody that was kind of like hey are you sure about this? I didn't have anybody in my family like that, but I definitely had some friends and coworkers, mainly after we got engaged, being like, you know, are you really sure about this? Do you want to? But I don't know. I was just like him. I just I just knew that there wasn't, you know, that this was it. I didn't want to go out and look for anybody else. And that he was just, I didn't want to spend another day without him and i didn't want to waste any time doing it apparently (laughs) well so this surprise engagement works you get there and how do you make it work nathaniel with the engagement Mm -hmm. like how you know how do you get her to where she's supposed to be and oh yeah yeah (laughs) we we'd went and eat at a little restaurant and and then I'd went and, and I'd had all this kind of plan prior, and uh, her cousin Zara that I that we was that I friends with too. They'd went. I told them I said after we get done eating, because it was dark at that time, around about eight o'clock or eight thirty. I said try to get her to go get us to go over there and see the Christmas lights over where I'd planned that I wanted to propose that, and uh, and that was. And, and that's what they done, and it, it worked right out. 
Well, so she said yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you were, how were you feeling when she said yes? It was, it, it was a great feeling. It's almost like a daze. At that point, you're like, there's so much going on. And you're like, wow, we just made a, a good decision, but a life-changing decision. And yeah. uh, it was, it wasn't no, I didn't have no, no remorse or nothing like that. You know, I was very happy. And, uh, and she was too. It was a big surprise to her. And uh, I was very nervous. I really don't know how she didn't pick up on it. But, but yeah, I was, I was very happy about it. Yeah, definitely. And so when was the wedding? It was May the 13th, the month that I said I should propose. <laughs> wow. It's, so did you have a lot of input into the wedding or was that mostly for Mason? It, we, we, no, we both had a lot of input in on it. And that's because it was both hers and my wedding. I let her do most of it, you know, but there was, but we both had input as far as the date, which uh, we wanted to have it at our church, of course. And, and prior to this, there was, I, because we have this place of the gym, the family life center, and, and it's just a place you'd use, you know, for your, recreation or your um, dining and so forth like that and i was afraid it's going to get booked up because it can get booked up months ahead of time and so i went booked like three or four different dates and i thought well i'll book this and this is before the engagement i thought i'll book this and if she don't like none of the dates we'll just forget we'll forget about it and try a different date with them and I thought, but just in case she wants one, I'm not going to do that. So I had like four dates, just <laughs> but it didn't bother me if she didn't want them, it been fine. But just in case I got them. Well, you think of everything there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I'm, you get to I'm, the wedding day and uh, are you, both of you, are you nervous? On the wedding day? Yes. When I woke up, it was a weird feeling. Because we were doing, because while we were engaged to, we had gotten a house and we were moving stuff into there and I was already living at the house and I just kind of woke up and I didn't really feel nervous and I was getting ready and all my bridesmaids stayed with me. My mom was there and everybody was like pampering me and I was like, this is, everyone should get married. This is it. (laughs) Um, and it wasn't until, uh, you know, because I was just so busy. I went and met with the photographer once I got there and we were going ahead and taking pictures. And it was right before, like, the ceremony was about to start. And it was just me and my dad. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And the nervousness hit me. I was like, this is happening right now in front of everybody. And right before we went in, I'll share this about my dad. He looked at me and it's just me and him standing there and he said hey if you don't want to do this we can get out of here (laughs) (laughs) and i looked at him i said i think i'm gonna stay (laughs) oh that's sweet and nathaniel when you saw her for the first time as a you know in her bride's gown what did you think Oh, I think she was absolutely stunning, which the whole day I was a nervous wreck. I don't even know why. I was just so hyped up and ready to get married. 
and then time was going by so slow beforehand. And that's one thing that that after after the wedding, during the wedding when it started, it went by so quick. It's it's just crazy. And but yeah, I was when I seen her come down the aisle. Yeah, she was just stunning, and and I was yeah, I was I had a lot of joy, yeah, overwhelmed with joy. He cried. It was very sweet. Yeah. Well, now that you have been married for how long? Eight months. Wow. Now. All right. So now let's get into what it's like after marriage. Mason, we'll start with you. Uh, what does he do that irritates you? Oh, <laughs> I will say most <laughs> Stuff that irritates me is when he's asleep and he just doesn't realize that he's doing it. He just flops around a lot and takes up my side of the bed. And that's a whole other thing. I guess not a lot of people (laughs) like talk about when you get married. You have to get used to like sharing a bed with somebody. Right. Big adjustment. It's kind of better now, but I will say he is. A bed hog. <laughs> but, or, and Nathaniel, I mean, do, do you realize that about, you know, do you know that you're like taking up a little bit too much in bed? Uh, yeah, sometimes I'll wake up and I do, but I'll say this one, about one thirty this morning, I woke up and she was all over me and I was on the edge of the bed. <laughs> so okay, it, it isn't just me. <laughs> I have to take back my space. (laughs) Was it a hard adjustment for you to get used to, you know, sharing that space in bed? Not really. Not too awful bad. Which, which of course, we went and got us a king bed. (laughs) We wanted all the room we could get. (laughs) You know, in case you need to I remember the first night. I went woke up about three o'clock in the morning because we went we didn't leave right away for a honeymoon. We wanted to be able to rest. I woke up about three o'clock this that morning and I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm married and then I looked over, I'm like, Well, she's still here, so that must mean it's a good thing. She got up all through the night. But but yeah, it it wasn't too terribly. It was the hard adjustment for me was to realize that there was somebody else there and to be careful on, uh, I was just bad for it. I guess flopping my arms around a little bit. I remember I went accidentally went and kind of hit her a couple of times, not hard, but just in my sleep, and it wake me up because I done it and scared me, and I finally got out of that. But, hmm. but, but it it does. It takes a little time. Um, so, why do you think for both of you, you know, the the marriage failure rate is is very high why do you think that is like what is it that people don't get right about marriage i feel like especially the first year for new couples it can be really hard to just adjust to everything and also you have to learn how to at least with my experience and people that I know, me and Nathaniel have always been good at communicating everything, how we're feeling, 
just everything with each other. And if you don't communicate or if you stop communicating, even if it's just over a little stuff of, you know, hey, I didn't quite feel okay about that, which we always check in with each other probably at least once or twice a week and are like, is there anything that I can do better? Is there something that maybe we're doing that you're not liking right now? And it's just because not everything goes perfect. And I love him to death and I could imagine my life without him. But not everything is, I guess, sunshine and rainbows all the time. But we're really good at, at least so far from what I've experienced, we're really good at working through the bumps and trying to find middle ground. Great. Nathaniel, what's the best thing about Mason? What do you love the most? She's got a really kind heart and a, she's she's just yeah, just a real kind heart. My I didn't she's pretty. She knows how to cook. All that stuff I didn't ask for. And if she was neither one, I'd have married her anyway. Because I knew she was one, but but I'd say her heart, she's just a real kind hearted woman and that's something I needed. And and she's she's truly a blessing to me. And something that I and I'll throw this in too, something that I'd went thought of when she told me we was gonna be doing this. And just a scripture that I'll say, and it's Proverbs eighteen twenty two, and it said, Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth favor of the Lord. And and I definitely I've found me a good wife and it's and and I very blessed to have her and um and i'll add i want to add one thing too on the, on the last question you asked um, of course we'll be learning for the rest of our lives because people change even after you're married you'll change all the time on what you like what you don't like places you like to go but communication is something that is something that is that you have to have in a marriage and yeah, and being able to agree on things and not and both being equal. And Mason, what do you love most about Nathaniel? There's a lot of things. Let's see. I just love how I can just be myself around him all the time. I can just I can be serious when I want to. I'll be silly and he'll be just as crazy and silly back with me he makes me laugh all the time but he's so good with my family he is he just fits right in with my family and that's a big thing for me because I'm very close with my family and I love all of them and the fact that he'll make time for me and my family and to do these things and he's so thoughtful that's the thing that's what I love most about you you're so thoughtful it's just the, he'll do all these little things for me. He'll pick me up flowers or if I'm having a hard day, he'll stop by and get my favorite drink or just something that he knows that I like, a snack. Because I do love food. He knows that. <laughs> flowers we come with a snack or an energy drink or something for me to also nibble on. But he's just, he is, he just is so thoughtful. And I love that about him. So have you had the first disagreement or argument? I would say we haven't had anything that's gotten like too bad or out of control or 
you know, we're wanting to slam doors or throw stuff at each other. But we've definitely had, I would say the only time we've really had disagreements is, I would say, just ways that we feel like we handle things. Because we're still working on that. There's just sometimes to where, and that was another thing I had to learn. I guess not everything needs to, there's a time and place to talk about stuff, you know, and I'm still learning about when to talk about certain things with with him because not everybody needs to know what's going on with us all the time. Mm. So that's our, that's the only thing I guess we've ever had issues with, but we've worked through that pretty well. Well, because this is of course, February and Valentine's, you know, these episodes that we're doing. We're pulling in a few of the social media questions and we'll see who, you know, what you both have to say. Who said I love you first? He did. Is that right, Nathan? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Who is the most stubborn? She is most of the time I can be on some things. I would say me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Who cooks better? He does. He says that I'm a good cook and I am learning. I'm trying my best. There's a while to where we ate spaghetti a lot. Because that was the only thing I really knew how to make. But (laughs) he gets out. He makes stuff from scratch. He like made chicken and dumplings for me for scratch from scratch the other day. He makes like cakes and gets out a rolling pin and all this flour. So hands down, he's the better cook <laughs> out of both of us. <laughs> Who's the better driver? He is. <laughs> Notice I'm letting her answer this. <laughs> I would assume if you disagree, you'll chime in and let us know. Um, who's the funniest? The what? The funniest? Because I know she said she loved that about you, that you make her laugh, but does she make you laugh too? Oh, yeah. She makes me laugh too. We, I'd say we're both. We're both pretty funny. I mean, I'd say about the same. I'll tie on you with that. Yeah. We're both amusing. Who's the most social? He is. We're both pretty social, but I will say he could probably talk to a wall. You know, he doesn't know. <laughs> great. Wow, Nathaniel, is that true? Yeah, it's pretty true. I, I used not to be that way. But in, in the type of business that I'm in, I, I learned pretty quick. Well, I had to talk to strangers all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business with people all over the country and even some out of the country so i had to do a lot of talking with a lot of different people and and it's yeah i I can talk to just about anybody if they're mean looking i probably won't approach them but (laughs) (laughs) maybe we might let that pass but right don't be speaking to me because i'm pretty (laughs) 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 all right so who is the neat freak? That can cause a lot of problems in a relationship if one person is neat and the other one isn't. So I will say 
I'm probably out of both of us. I think I'm tidier than you are. But honestly, neither of us are as tidy as we should be. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm more so than him. Okay. I'm a neat freak. I need to have everything separated. And he's a toss it all in kind of guy. (laughs) All right. Well, where was your first kiss? In my driveway as he was dropping off. Okay. Who has more tattoos? I do. Who sings better? He does. Oh, no, she does. <laughs> yeah. wow. And the last one of the social media questions is where's the furthest that you've traveled together? We travel a lot together because now. Once we got married, I started working with him and we both with the for the business, we travel a lot. We drive around everywhere. I would say Kansas City. Kansas City. Okay. So that's all right, about nine hundred miles or so, yeah. Yeah. One way. And so you travel well together? Yes. We have to do it a lot, so we've gotten used to it which he drives because most of the time it's he's pulling something or driving a big motor home and so i'm a passenger princess and i'll read him books or we'll listen to podcasts or i'm the dj (laughs) (laughs) you'll have to listen to this one for sure because we we will cue it up (laughs) yeah so all right let's look to the future What's next for you two? Definitely right now, because we're both working together and we're in the same business. I would say our our minds are more so on growing the business right now. We have a lot of ideas for how we're going to do that. And that's our main focus. And obviously in the sometime in the future, probably not right away. Don't be, say it because then it'll happen. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> we'll have the children where <laughs> they can run around and play with cows and goats. But for right now, I would say uh, within the next year, it's well, I'll let you. Well, work. Yeah, just just working on uh, on just paying for things and. Uh, Getting some stuff paid off is what that's what our main focus is. Yeah. We both want children and and that's that's something that you need to talk about with your future wife or husband too before yeah. you get married is is do they want children or not? And, and absolutely that's, that's, a, that's a one of the a real good conversation to have. And but we both before we get to that, if if, if one comes, we'll both be happy as a lark. But but you know as far as trying we would we'd like to wait just to just to get a little better handle on things and get some things taken care of. And I had somebody they went tell me they said well oh just go ahead and have children. Say so I I went to Adam when I was eighteen and 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 so forth. And well yeah we can do it we can go through hard times but if we don't have to go through hard times let's not do it. And so we, we're 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 trying to get some stuff a handle on. But like I said, if we do have children, I, go ahead. I mean, it we'd be both very happy. 
So when you had that discussion about children before you got married, how many do you both want to have? Like, what does it look like ideally? I would say our limit is probably four. Because I had two sisters and a brother growing up, and I'm still really close with my siblings, and I love having them. So I would definitely want to at least have two just because it's nice having a sibling. And Nathaniel, he grew up as a only child. And so he kind of always wanted to have a sibling. So I would say the most we would do is four because we both and also we both come from pretty big families. So I guess the more the merrier. All right, Matt, you got a last question. Hmm. Let's see. So if you well no, I I I don't wanna sit here and try and think of one, so I'm gonna say no. <laughs> it would take me too long because my brain doesn't function that way. So uh, <laughs> sorry. But we really we've enjoyed really enjoyed talking to you guys and Mason they've got a song. Oh yes. Oh sorry. Do you guys have a favorite song? Favorite song. Yes, waiting sign. That's good. Our wedding song. The oh the I would say the one that I walked down the aisle to. It was God Bless the Broken Road by Rascal. Rascal Flats, yeah. yes, yeah. That's a good one. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> well, Mason, are you now a wiser woman than when we last spoke with you? I keep getting wiser by the minute. <laughs> 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 mission have all the wisdom in the world. And I will say, because me and Nathaniel are also very different people, I would have never thought that I would marry somebody like him. Um, he's taught me about a lot of things, especially he has, we have a farm and we have a lot of animals. And I've learned a lot about livestock and baling hay and cooking with lard. Nathaniel, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have you learned from her? I'd say I've learned a lot about malls. Going to the mall. <laughs> uh, Good job, Mason. <laughs> which I'm I'd, training him right. I'd go with cat. You know, ever once every four or five years or something, but I, but I, I, anything else. A lot of good shows. He used to hardly ever watch TV. He, I don't know. He just didn't. I've turned him on to a lot of good movies and a lot of good shows. I'm rounding him out. She's, she's trying to. She, she's trying to turn back time on me. I was raised. <laughs> I was raised both which mommy and daddy, they both watched TV and so forth, but they didn't have me until they was married 21 years. So I'm 26 right now, and mommy's 70 and daddy is 75. Wow. And uh, so they're, so they're really the age of most uh, people's my age grandparents, but I've, uh, but I wouldn't take it for nothing. Yeah. It was, he has a very good childhood, but. But yeah, we was raised up as far as parents' age a lot different. And um 
some ways, some a lot of ways, is it was good for me. I guess, I guess they had a lot more wisdom to teach me as as a young, young. Teacher. Yeah. Well, you both seem delightful, and you seem happy together, and it's really been great to have you both on for our Valentine's episode, and. You know, I can't wait to see in two years from now when we have you back again, <laughs> all the changes that have happened. I'm sure we'll have a lot more stories by then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's fascinating. I feel like we've watched you grow up, Mason. Um, well, we really kind of have. And um, that's what I feel like, too. You guys have you've watched me go through all these phases and some were kind of awkward and kind of bumpy, but we got back on track. Yeah. You're doing <laughs> great. Well, yeah, we're, we're really happy for you. And Nathaniel, it was really nice to meet you finally, Yeah, you know, and have you on the podcast. Is this your first one? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come back anytime. Yes, sir. Yeah. I appreciate the offer and appreciate y'all having us. All right. Well, you might advertise your business while you're on here. Oh, yeah, but what, what is the name of the business? Yeah, it's Countryside RV Sales. We're just over here in Corbin, Kentucky, off of 25. We got the motor home or camper you need. <laughs> <laughs> and you can call? You can call area code 606-280-4333. You have a yeah. website and all that, too, or no? Yeah, it's it's countrysiderv.us is our website. Our address is 9179 South US Highway 25, and that's in Corbin. All right. All right, Kat, anything else before we let them go? No, we're just going to hope that, you know, you have a great Valentine's Day, and uh, we look forward to you know, following you on social media and seeing all the new changes as uh, the traveling and you know, just all the things that are Nathaniel and Mason. And next, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say we enjoyed talking with you guys. I'm so glad that I got to catch up with you guys and fill you in on what's been happening. Yeah, it's been awesome. Um, Next time we're down there, uh, next time I'm down there in Kentucky and uh, hanging out with Kat, we'll try and get together and uh, maybe have something to eat because we know everybody loves to eat. A food. (laughs) Bring food equation and I'm there. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. Take care, you guys. All right. You too. Thank you very much. As always, if you have any questions, concerns, or comments, you can send those to Kat at IWritePlays at Outlook.com or you can write to me at BackstorySessions at Gmail.com or Matt at Level11Ventures.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care.